Oh, what's up, everyone? I just hit my 13th wind because it is hour two. And what I was about to do was just start reading Harry Potter aloud. But instead, I was just joined by dear friend Duray McKesson. What's up, Doc? Hello, hello. How are you? I am good. Um, it is a pleasure to, like, all I want to do is. All I want to do. Is it zoom, zoom, zoom in the Yes. <laughs> I knew where you were going. That was, that was good. It's crazy. I, you just showing up in these, I mean, this is not a video podcast, so I have to tell, you just wearing some, like, amazingly yellow pants. Pink Dolphin, everybody. I'm not sponsored to say that. I just like these uh, pants. I'm eating Trident gum. Shout out Trident. I'm not sponsored yet, but at this point, I don't care. Um, thank you for showing up. You. This is like my last... I got three hours left. I'm here to help you close it out. Um, do you do you, do you know what I've even been doing? You raising money for the kids. Raising money for the kids. For the kids in the for tennis the program. The tennis, the black little tennis kids. Mm, I came, I'm here for Serena. I'm here to help you find and support the next Venus Thank and you. Serena. There yeah, was, so I know I didn't just show up because I had to come. I'm here for the people. Oh, I know. But guess what? We... Um, couple hours ago we we are now past the goal oh guess who helped us pass the goal uh, someone Serena. That, someone that you like mac miller really he pushed us over the twenty four thousand. Oh, that's so i do like mac miller he called in that's cool yeah it's great he's a i i, I remember you telling me that you liked him he's a friend of i mine. do he, he i do like him i remember meeting him at a concert yeah um what is your um you have a book that you wrote, mm-hmm. which is a decently large endeavor to actually get to the end of a book, something I have tried and failed multiple times. It almost killed me. No big deal. Um, but you got to the end. Um, and what was it like when you held it for the first time? It was, you know, one of the hardest parts about the, you know, it's like I've, you read it or you have it. It's like it's not necessarily a memoir right it's like not a and it's not like a treatise it's sort of like this in between so thank you for that (laughs) i'm like i was really i'm I'm in the middle of it i was really happy that it wasn't the deray story and which i know was purposeful and it also wasn't like my 10 point plan right in book form i appreciate that so thank you um it is it it's a hard thing to try and pick and choose like what stories to tell, right? Because we were in the street for 400 days. I've done so many things. I'm so proud to and honored and humbled to have been in so many rooms. And like, I can't write about all of it, right? Like, it, it just doesn't work. You yeah, know, I, I didn't write, I think, I think about when I met you, like yeah. that in and of itself, it's like a cool story. Yeah. Stuck in Selma and like, da da da. Uh, so that was the hardest part. So holding it was sort of like, you're like, oh, I'm really proud of all the stories in here. I'm mindful of all the stories not in here. I like want this to do good in the world. I want people to like, not just read it and be like, oh, that was cool. I want them to read it and be like, oh, I like, didn't know. You know, there's, yeah. I don't know if you got to the chapter on the police. Yeah. But like, I want people to leave that chapter and be like, I just didn't know, right? That like, people expect me to write about the police, but that chapter has like some information I hope is like new to people. And they're like, exactly. Ah. So there, there are two things like in what you were saying, like the, a phrase that people use all the time and it happens a lot in book writing it happens a lot in like when people are trying to like 
write scripts or something, you know, it's called kill your darlings. It's like the things that are sometimes like the things that are the most precious to you that you can't even imagine not making the final cut. Sometimes you just got to be like, this happened. I love this story, but it's just like not, you're not going to make the, the end. I'm sorry. You know, which is, I know I'm sure is hard um, because every story has a special, you know, meaning to you or it's like that word you know i'm like i read i did the audiobook and i'm like i thought i said this word and then you're like hmm, guess it didn't you know, I guess like I did. no i did get a cool uh, i did get a cool review um that i'm gonna send you right now talk to me that I, we just got last night um which i'm very proud of it's always cool too, you know, I know a lot of people, so we sent the book to a lot of people that we know. Mm -hmm. uh, and then there are people I don't know, but I know of them. And mm -hmm. this guy I know of, I don't know, we don't really know each other. But did you get it yet? Did you get it? Boom. Boom. Huh. Would you like me to read it? Yes, please, for the public. For the public. public airing of this. Yeah. Very cool. All we do is just like exclusives here <laughs> in hour 22. Um, and I quote, hope and insight and empathy spring from every page of On the Other Side of Freedom. Thoray McKesson cools our fears of the struggle. He guides us on how to struggle. He stares down the faces of bigotry and unfreedom and cynicism and doesn't flinch in writing out our marching orders towards free freedom. Ibram X. Kendi. National Book Award winning author, Stand from the Beginning, The Definitive History of Racist Ideas in America. So that was cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Here's the thing. Um, I like, I feel like it's a good, like, the, 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 the left field things I feel like are cool. Like the things that you didn't, the, like something like that, that wasn't like in the, the promo plan. Right. You weren't expecting that one. You're like, that was cool. Oh, cool. Like. That's fun. Are you are you in like book tour mode? Yeah, it's like a lot of book PR, a lot of interviews about it. You know, it's it's interesting. I wrote this essay. I wrote about being gay for the first time. I wrote about um, my my mother leaving for the first time. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's sort of awkward. You know, I did so many interviews for the protest like for so long. Yeah. Uh, so this is sort of like a new there are new stories for people to ask about. But I did an interview the other day where the woman was like she was asking me all these questions about my mother leaving. And like, if you read the essay about my mother leaving, it's clear that she and I have not talked about why she left. Yeah. And I was just like, ma'am, I don't know. Like, I, that's the whole point of the essay. I don't yeah. think, she's like, what did she, I don't know. I should probably talk to her about it. Yeah. You're like, did you read the essay? You keep asking me, but I don't know if you read it. So that's interesting. Well, there's, I feel like there's like a world in which people expect like, if oh, like you wrote a book. So like all of these stories are like, closed and finished and it's like no there's stuff in there that there, it's clearly still open-ended yeah i don't know i don't know why she left she back but i don't know why she left it's like that i say that in the essay though I'm like, yeah she's like what about this and like have you talked to your mom about this no that's why i wrote the essay i have not but right as someone who has existed on the internet for years now like you know people don't really read i know but and you I just wrote a book which you know it's funny because like you know people I know. I'd be the yeah, Twitter is so different than it was, you know, four years ago. Oh yeah, I'm. It's like literally like if like doing this over the past twenty four hours, it's like like having a platform is like one of the reasons that I 
to actually do something good is like one of the reasons I haven't just like deleted the whole thing. Cause I just like, I'm not getting, um, I don't like that same feeling of like, Oh, I like had a funny thing. Like I love the validation of people retweeting. It's just like, nah, like I, I don't. We're also getting older all at the same time, you know, yeah, we're, we're like, we're like, we did it. We did the viral thing. We did the, like have a fight with the celebrity. We did the like yeah. somebody took a screenshot of your tweet and posted it. You know, we did yeah. that. Um, I do worry about. I think about in no uncertain terms, like Twitter saved our lives. Like without it, agree. we wouldn't be here uh, as protesters. But it is like you know, you think about that time four years ago. People weren't trying to get famous on Twitter. Like that just wasn't like a thing. You know, it wasn't the it wasn't the like the primary road to come up them you know yeah and now it's like a thing and you're just like well, i don't really know about well there's this. that weird thing that happens now which like makes me feel super old where like someone goes viral and then like the next tweet is like now that now that y'all here yes. like check out the yeah. x like there's no chill about it yeah there's not like oh like i did this like if you stay you stay if not you're not you're like oh i got you and this might be the only time i got you like like here's what I've been working on. Here's my SoundCloud. Here's this. This. It's it's very, it's a it's it's a it's super networky, like intentionally like, networky and intentionally like networky with like a small, like splash of desperation. Yes. And it's like, I, I, and I, it's, I I I've never really known how to feel about that. Um, one thing I um am interested in, and again, you know, you're catching me in a very interesting, um moment in my life because I've been interviewing people for 22 straight hours. Um, but um, at the end of writing a book, do you feel like an author? Like, like that's such like a big word. I think I probably will when the book is out. Okay. Like only people like you have the book and it's like people I know mm -hmm. or writers or viewers or, you know, like, those are the only people that, that have it. Yeah. So all these personal stories yet that like aren't act, that are actually in the world yet. Yeah. Because yeah. like the world doesn't have it. When's it coming out? Tuesday, September fourth. Damn. So I think that that will be like a, it's like oh my god, there's like a you have these stories and I can't take them back, right? You know, like it's not. Like, oh yeah, it's out. You know, you can't like, you can't un have like, people know these stories. Like yeah, so. I think that'll be, there's a lot of book promo and there's a lot of all that stuff. So that is, um, you know, special, but, but yeah, it's cool. You know, and like the book is one of a set of important things. It's like, we still have a lot, there were a lot of projects we're doing around police and yeah. mass incarceration. I have a podcast that comes out, you know, like all these things are like a lot of work. So, um, I try to stay, I try to stay focused. It is cool. You know, I, I don't know if I said to you, it is. I, I remember being a kid and looking back at all the people doing cool things and being like, oh, my God, I can't believe they all knew each other. Yeah. And now it's like, we're the people doing cool things. It's kind of, I mean, that's kind of how I felt the, the past day. It's just like, it's weird that, like, I put out, like, the bat signal and everyone's like, oh, yeah, I'll come through. And it it must feel, like, wild to, like, kind of, I mean, at, at this point, it's not even weird that this is, like, normal and i was like yeah of course we know each other but i remember being like damn like i wonder how they all met and yeah. you know it's kind of it's, it's 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 weird and interesting i mean i i was always hoping um to be doing something um worthwhile um one thing that i um um actually before i do that um how 
Um, how's your, how are you still enjoying podcasting? I still listen. Yeah, I think I still, I think, um, I've always thought about it as more important than something to enjoy. So like yesterday I got like, um, like, like you mean like necessary. Yeah. Yeah. I think that like the, do I love like having to record on Sunday nights at seven and like closets no matter where I am in the country. No, I don't enjoy that. Okay. But I, I like enjoy what the podcast is able to do. And like yesterday was a cool moment where I got, um, somebody went to college where she texted me. She's like, Hey, I was listening. And like, I didn't, I was obsessed with teeth. There's this woman who wrote this book about teeth. Shout out Bowden. Dental health. Shout out Bowden. And, um, and Tori texted me. She's like, Dray, I like hadn't, I didn't know about sealants. I didn't know about sealing your kid's teeth. And we talk about it on this episode with this like, okay. dental health expert. And like, I didn't know, I don't know if you knew, but I didn't know that, uh, I thought all teeth were baby teeth. Like I just thought that like, talk, I don't, I don't know anything about teeth. So your molars and premolars are permanent. They're like permanent from the moment you're a kid. So they don't fall out. And you they don't, don't fall it. out. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. So these, the dental health experts are like, you, you should just get your kid's teeth sealed. You can essentially put like a coating over them so that like food just can't get into the cracks. So like you just, it's impossible to get a cavity and you seal the permanent teeth. What? Yeah. And apparently rich people have been doing this for a long time, Yeah, but poor kids don't. And like in places that don't have good dental care, yeah. you get them sealed. Cause like, I mean, you, you should take care of the other teeth, but they're going to fall out and get replaced. The it's your, You got one shot on these teeth. You got one shot. And she was just like, I literally am. She's like, I listened to the episode. I'm calling to get my kids teeth sealed next week. And you're like, that is why we did this thing. Did you also know this is actually not out yet? So, you know, whatever. But do you know why kids ate lead paint? No. Like lead is naturally sweet. I've heard that. I actually did know that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. And it doesn't really, I mean, I have no frame of reference because I've never just been like, ooh, lead. It is a little sweet. But I have heard that. I had no. That's wild. That is so I was talking to this expert about lead paint because, you know, there's no cure for lead. And she yeah. was like, you know, they literally, the housing projects had to use paint with lead in it at some point, at one point, which mm-hmm. is also wild. And she was like, yeah, kids were eating paint chips, not because they like were demonic and just liked paint. Yeah. It's like, it was actually sweet. So it tastes like candy. And you're like, we really got a lot going Jesus. on. I'm like, I also did this interview with Terry Crews. That was like probably one of the favorite. I like, I, we, Somehow I started asking him about like what was it like to heal. Had y'all um, met before you talked first no. time? No, he had met Brittany some Brittany on like a plane or something. Okay, and um and literally he's like you know Duray I said I'd never ever would hit my wife but I abused her and every other, like he's like I was verbally and emotionally abusive you know and he and he talks about like how he stopped being abusive in those ways and like yeah. what it meant to be a good man and a good father and it was such an unexpected turn but he was so vulnerable and so incredible yeah. So I enjoyed those things. That's, I mean, I don't know. Like I, um, like this was a fun, um, like kind of shtick to do for a good cause. Like it did kind of remind me that I would like to, you know, maybe get back into this world again because like, you know, I'm getting like I'm doing like 20 minutes with each person and like at minute 15 I feel this thing where I want to like dive in a little bit and start to like actually kind of get deep like someone says one thing you're like ooh like let's go deeper and then it's like thank you so much for coming shout out to the kids you know right. but 
I think when you do get to those places and, you know, um, you know, the, the very structured Q and a or the writing piece, like sometimes it's hard to get there, but people get like, when, when you're talking, even when you have headphones on and a microphone, like you begin to just loosen up if, you know, you're a comfortable, how do I look? He cute, y'all. He cute. He got these cute glasses on, rubbing over here, styling, profiling, but a view. I'm Stop. taking a picture, which is why he lost his train of thought for a second. I did. But, but he cute. Um, but it is interesting. You've become a little um, uh, multi-hyphenate of sorts. You're, just, you're doing a lot of things. Um, and um, I did have one other question, which I didn't. Wait, can I ask you a question first? Ask just me a question. Hold your question. Uh, yes. When because you do, I mean, you write a lot. You write a lot of things. Some of what you do is profiles, though. Like that's mm-hmm. sort of like a, when I think about you as becoming like, a lane. As like a, <laughs> yeah. Uh, his face didn't seem particularly <laughs> excited about the whole lane thing. Okay. Is <laughs> how how long do you need with somebody to like know you have a story? Um, for me. I like to have like three different scenes, like see them in three different settings. Um, and then, and like some collection of somewhere around an hour of like one-on-one Q and A. Um, you know, just cause like something that I do is that I, and you know, I've learned how to, be a journalist just from like I, I didn't go to journalism school I just like started like reading a lot and doing trial by error but the one thing that I never do is like I never like <clears throat> even though I end up probably losing a couple good quotes I never like roll up on someone and just like start recording like I talk for probably like 20-30 minutes before I'm like okay now let's like actually do an interview because I've always found that that um, there's like a, a level of comfort that is going to affect, make, make their answers better versus like, oh, I'm coming at you like I am, I am a capital J journalist and I'm just like here for all of your answers. Like people tend to, you know, pull back a little bit and like aren't, um, aren't as comfortable I've found. Um, but, you know, I also like just kind of like when I did the thing with Spike, like there was a lot where I was just like, I could have been interviewing him, but I kind of just wanted to just like sit back and watch, you know, because that was like another, another way to think about who he was and how he was acting and, um, and everything. So yeah, I try to get um, as, as many different scenes as I can, but also, you know, you work with the time you're given. I'm like, hey, I, I'm not really making the rules with Spike Lee. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna hang out with Spike until Spike dismisses me. Okay. Luckily, I got like three hours, um, and like five different scenes. But like, it could have been like, we're sitting on this bench. Now, goodbye. You know, so you you know, you do what you can. But I still, I'm you know, there's no perfect science. Um, but three scenes, three scenes makes sense. Three scenes, yeah. Um, Thank you for telling me to table my question. Um, my last question before I get out of here with you. Um, well, you're going to get out of here. He's kicking me out, everybody. Uh, I'm not kicking you out. Um, is I'm just constantly fascinated. Um, 
by how busy people um, like get take a, take some time to themselves. I wonder. I've wondered. Like as someone that travels a lot, is transit a time where you like relax? Like, are you like the person that's like when you're on the plane, you're also working? Because once you get off the plane, you have to be working again. Like, when, when do you just like take time for yourself? Do you take time? I mean, I'm, I know you do. You have to. You would be like on the ground. Yeah, I travel. I want travel to be like as simple as possible. You know, I want. I used to. I used to think about it as like just getting from point A to point B. But especially because normally when I'm traveling, like on a plane, I'm doing a talk or like a, like I'm gonna go do something. Is that I need to get off the plane and be ready so like if i'm like groggy and annoyed and whatever that actually just doesn't set me up mm -hmm. really well to do that um i also try to like i just had a call i'm doing this talk in minneapolis soon and i'm very excited about it uh they wanted they want me to do a breakfast like right before like i give a talk around 11 i think okay. um and they're like oh will you come to the breakfast and it's like i'm actually i'm completely sign up for all of it i'm ready like i'll meet anybody yeah. i don't care but I hate meeting people before I have to give a talk. Like I hate it because it uh, it is both draining and then people ask me questions and da, da da da. So by the time I actually give the talk, I feel like I'm repeating myself. Yeah, yeah, I completely get that. But like I've never said it before. Mm -hmm. But like I just said it to someone ten minutes ago. So I don't like to do those things. Um, but I want travel to be like as easy as possible. So like if that means like a first class ticket, if it's like a seven hour flight. And like I'm down for it just because yeah. it's like I need it. I need this to be. I need this to not be something that like screws up the way I feel or yeah. think or makes me tired. Because you want to give your best you once you yeah, arrive. You know. Uh, and in terms of the self care stuff, I really just need like four walls and a door. Like I'm pretty basic with yeah. that sort of stuff. I don't need like a vacation to to feel rejuvenated. I need like four walls. I like spend a lot of time with my friends, Facetime, on the phone. Mm -hmm. da, da, da. Like I don't need like bells and whistles to. Yeah. I spend a lot of time around new people. So uh -huh. like uh, being alone is fine, you know? Yeah. Like a lot of time around new people. And like the cool thing about the internet and the sort of like hard thing is that people have a relationship with you even if you don't necessarily have a relationship with them. That, you know? is, that is like the story of the internet. Like people are in, like you are part of their life and you don't know, you haven't met them yet until you meet them. And then, So people come up to me and they like know all these things. They want to talk and you're like, that's dope. Um, sometimes it is like, I just need a like room, you know? Yeah. So I'm not like denying you. You just aren't there. <laughs> I get it. Um, Duran McKesson. Boom. We did it, everybody. We I showed up. It. You showed up hour 22. If you're still out here listening, shout out to you. <laughs> Keep donating. Advantagekids.co slash donate. We got two more hours and then I'm going to go to sleep until Halloween. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Duran. Boom. Boom.